Hey everyone, welcome to the next edition of the e-commerce insights podcast. I'm your host, Scott DeGrossier, founder and CEO of Wicked Reports. Today we have with us Lauren Schwartz, a thought leader in creating profitable creative strategies for e-commerce brands. She's a design professional with digital marketing experience, encompassing over 15 years. That's a long time in the game, Lauren. Lauren's <laughs> passions lie in creating top performing ad creatives. We're going to spend a lot of time on that today. And she has personally led the creative strategy for top brands such as Love Wellness, ColourPop, Our Place, and Leaf Shave. How you doing, Lauren? Doing good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You know, creative, it, it, it's a challenge that never ends for brands. You always need the fresh creative. So we tend to cater to e-commerce brands and SaaS, but a lot of people, the creative, not the good creative, you can't get anywhere in my opinion. I mean, that's yeah, what starts the game. Yeah, it's definitely true for sure. And it's been such an uptick lately just with like all of the iOS updates and everything. So things have been pretty busy lately. <laughs> Yes. Yes. People are pretty stressed. We'll probably chat a little on iOS dramas here later on. But getting into your kind of forte expertise here, I like the fact that you position your creative strategies around creative that drives the click. Because a lot of times people just say, oh, look, this is cool creative or isn't this creative creative? What made you kind of define it that way? So I think with just with design and ad creatives in general, I mean, really at the end of the day, the biggest thing that we're trying to do is get people to your website to purchase. And so there is a way to design ad creatives in order to get people to click. You know, you always have to have kind of that three second hook. What is it going to be? Is it going to be the copy? Is it going to be the video? Is it going to be an image? Is it going to be some sort of main headline? And just with working in the industry for so long, there's definitely ways around this. With creative, you can make it more complicated than it needs to be. And I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is that you don't need to make things so complicated. You can have these really high production pieces, but that doesn't always necessarily mean it's going to convert. And so what I really like to do is just really kind of focus in on what are those kind of main things that get people to click through to your website and really understanding kind of the behaviors of those and really just kind of formulating ads around that. So identifying your hook in three seconds, like I'm a data person, so I'm not concise. Fortunately, I have people that figure this stuff out for me. (laughs) (laughs) That just sounds like it's such an overwhelming challenge. Like, how do you do that? I don't I don't even fathom how to do that. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge for sure. But when you think about it, as you're scrolling through all of your feeds, there's so much information that is being thrown at you on a daily basis. And so I like to say it's within the first three seconds, but really it's within the first second. You have to try to get people to stop and look at what you're presenting and either they're going to dive into it and finish watching the ad, or they're going to click through. And so it's really kind of creating that stopping point that's going to get people to drive to go through. So again, it's either kind of like that quick headline, something that's really attention grabbing, or it's going to be kind of that a video that kind of makes you kind of stop and go, Oh, like, what is that all about? So 
it's really doing a lot of testing. It's a lot of creative testing. It's a lot of copy testing. And really kind of when we find that winner, then that's where we kind of take the learnings from that and kind of drive it into more of the ad creative. So like once we kind of found that winning three seconds, then we can kind of take those ads and really build upon them. But it definitely is a lot of trial and error for sure. Yeah. The trial and error, I found we just kind of have to do it. We run a SaaS over here and I find that in every department, there's ideas and gurus that tell you stuff, but you got to test it on your situation at that moment in time for the market you're in. Because it could be a great idea that worked a year ago and does. you never know until the spend hits the impression. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, like that's what's so funny too, even about like creatives is like, you know, you have unfortunately all these gurus out there who kind of tell you what to do. But again, unless you test it for your specific product or brand, like you're never really going to know until you actually start driving into that. Like what's worked for one brand doesn't always work for another brand. And I've learned that working with so many different brands. So it definitely is a lot of testing. So how do you consolidate a long verb? Like someone has maybe their two minute elevator pitch. How are you going to grind that down to 15 seconds or whatever, three seconds to make it clear 15? <laughs> like, How do you start climbing that? Not really climbing that mountain, but making it so efficient. How do you- yeah, it's definitely challenging again, for sure. But I try to take working within Facebook and Instagram, you really have to break it down, unfortunately, into all the different funnels. And so you have to kind of work off of obviously like top level, which is prospecting and then going down into remarketing and then re-engagement, really kind of just building in all of those funnels. And so when I'm building out my creative strategies for all of my clients, it's really kind of taking that 20 minute or two minute, whatever elevator pitch, not 20, two minutes for sure, (laughs) (laughs) elevator pitch and breaking it down into basically kind of like 10 sets of ads essentially. And that would all go into kind of the top of the funnel. And then as you work your way down, down, then you get hit with that sort of remarketing, re-engagement. And that's where you, I think, can kind of spend a little bit more time talking about your brand and the product and the benefits kind of in like a longer form video, whether that's 15 seconds or 15 to 20 seconds. That's where you can kind of start breaking more ads down into that those different kind of levels. And then really at the bottom of the funnel, it's basically people who've already engaged with your site, they've already engaged with your brand, and then either hitting them with like some deals or offers or anything like that, but really taking everything that you kind of want people to know that's in that pitch at the top of the funnel. So really breaking it down that way. And you have to break it down in quick little snippets so that people understand kind of what you're trying to convey to them. And you have to make it super clear too. So it's really kind of taking this whole story and making it into a bunch of little different pieces so that really as they kind of start to go through your flow, they'll understand what you're exactly trying to sell to them and why it's beneficial for them. So stitching all these stories together, I know this is mostly creative, but from the delivery of it, you basically stitch each ad set or targeting is a uh, is each specific step video and they graduate to the next one when they viewed that one and just kind of move them along? Or Yeah, I else. mean, credit when I start off with a client, depending on what they're kind of selling. So I'll take our place, for instance, like just because that's one of the clients I used to work with. So it's a pan. They call it the all-in-one use pan. 
And so to start it, it's kind of grabbing their attention with this pan can literally do everything. It could cook eggs, it can cook meat, it can cook, you know, whatever you want. Like everything is all in one pan. So that's kind of like the first touch point that you kind of go into. Then kind of the second piece of creative is why is this going to benefit your life? Well, I live in a small place. I don't want to have all these like different pieces to cook with. Like I literally only can have one pan. So really kind of showing like all the different benefits of like how this could be beneficial to the person who's actually buying it and like breaking it down that way. And then like your third piece of creative could essentially be people talking about how much they love it. So all the reviews and the testimonials and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So really just breaking it down that way and making it very clear as you kind of get into the funnel with this product and this brand, you know, you're constantly going to be hit with ads. Once you kind of engaged with the first ad, then it'll just be pieces upon pieces of creative that's going to be telling you more and more of the story that will really make you want to be really want to purchase, be like, oh my gosh, like I need this pan in my life because I am this person who has all of these pain points and I need it now. And then they purchase essentially. That's interesting because we're moving, as I told you before we taped, and like we're like, let's get rid of some. I've had these goddamn skillets for 15 years. Don't even use You're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, I, I, you make the realization you can throw them out. Yeah. And so when you mentioned that, I was like, ooh, less pans. That would be, I mean, you're moving <laughs> in a bigger place, fortunately, but still, that's fascinating. So then now with iOS 14, how are you going to track back this purchases back to that top of the funnel? I imagine that can get challenging now. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously CPMs are going crazy and it kind of seems like right now, you know, Facebook and Instagram is kind of like the wild, wild west. Like you're just not really sure what's going to hit. So I think now, you know, I definitely had to kind of take a step back with creatives and really focus on what I'm trying to say to people because now it just seems attribution. There's so many things that have been thrown off. A lot of the data has been skewed recently that it's been hard to kind of track those things. So where we've been sort of kind of testing, 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 and kind of throwing everything in with some of my clients, because the CPMs are so high, you don't necessarily want to spend so much money. We definitely want to make it more targeted, really trying to understand the data that we are getting and really putting in super thoughtful creatives. So whereas before I felt like we could kind of throw anything out there and just test as much as we wanted, whereas now we need to definitely kind of pull back our strategy and really come up with really kind of hard hitting concepts, a really good strategy and really trying to figure out good angles to test so that we're not necessarily kind of blowing all of the money that we have and just throwing it on pieces of creative. Like we're really trying to focus in on the creative strategy and really understand who is actually purchasing and who is clicking on these ads. So it definitely has been a lot more thought work that's gone behind the creatives lately, but it definitely has worked kind of taking a step back a little bit and just really making really effective angles and really kind of testing those angles and strategies first and then kind of learning and going into it. So it's kind of, again, it kind of, it goes up and down with Facebook lately. Like some of my clients are doing really well. Some of them are doing really bad. And so it's just kind of like, we don't really know what's working and what's not working on something. So it's definitely been a challenge for sure. Fair enough. That does happen. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So then are you doing anything much on YouTube or are you normally just Facebook, Instagram? With everything that's been going on with Facebook and Instagram, I've recommended a lot of my clients going into different channels. So we're doing a lot of YouTube testing right now. We're doing a lot of TikTok um, testing, which that has been actually really helpful for some of my brands. Obviously, depending on some of the demographic, you know, not every brand can go onto TikTok, but a lot of brands can go into YouTube. So we've really been trying to test the different platforms and just diversify your platforms because obviously, like right now, again, like I said, it's, it's kind of crazy and we don't really necessarily know what's working. And I kind of feel like until Facebook gets it together, like why not test these other platforms? It's easier to at least kind of spend a little bit of money on YouTube or Pinterest or TikTok and just trying to see who else we can reach by diversifying the platform. So I definitely say don't put all your eggs in one basket with Facebook Instagram anymore. These are all interesting things, but do you have like a framework or a process for getting the best creatives? How do you work with someone? What's the plan? Like Wicker Reports hires you and says, we need better ads. (laughs) (laughs) Probably something along those lines, right? How do you corral it all? What's like your formula? When I first kind of meet with a new client, the first thing I like to do is obviously have like a really like a good kickoff call. So learning what your pain points are, have you tested anything in the past? What did you learn in the past? Who's your demographic? Just really getting all of kind of that nitty gritty of your brand, because obviously I don't know your brand. And so just kind of diving into those certain pain points really helped me kind of figure things out. So once I kind of meet with the client, then I gather all of their assets. I look through, okay, what do you have? What do you don't have? Do you have static imagery? Do you have lifestyle shots? Do you have product photography? Do you have UGC? Like all these things I kind of gather. And then I usually go through and make like a list of like, okay, you have this and you don't have this, just kind of building off all those points. And then once I kind of get everything that I need, then I'll sit down and I really comb through your website. I look through, okay, what's on your landing pages? What's on your product pages? How are you talking to your clients? How are you talking to your customers? You know, just really kind of diving into that, looking at your emails, going into your welcome series. Like, do you have a welcome series? Like all these different things, because really for me, I can't be the only one making the creatives for you and having people purchase. Like I'm only part of the equation. Whereas like, if you don't have the full equation where your landing pages and your website make sense, your emails make sense, like I'm only a portion of it. And if everything else isn't working, then both together don't work well. So making sure that all these things are kind of cleared up because once I come in, if I'm driving people to this landing page and there's not enough information, then my ad won't convert because I only get you into the funnel. I only get you a portion of it, but your website needs to be able to do the rest of the work, if that makes sense. It's definitely a lot of research that I do before I even start a brand because I need to understand everything about the brand before I can even start working on creatives. So then when you see other people's creatives and you analyze it, what are the mistakes they're making that you normally be like, oh, okay, well, this idea is good, but they botched it here. What are some of the ones that... Because <laughs> I'm sure yeah. it happens. 
right? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a ton out there, actually. There's a lot of big brands, actually. Obviously, like if you're a big brand and you have the logo recognition or just the recognition in general, I mean, for the most part, most people are probably going to click through. But there's so many times when like I see brands that one, they don't show the product within the first three seconds, which that's always huge because there's so many times when you're looking at something, you're like, I don't even know what you're selling me right now. So that's one big mistake. Another big mistake that I see is a lot of companies don't add captions to their user-generated content. And on Facebook and Instagram, most people play their videos with sound off. And so that's another point too, where you're looking at your feed. And if you see something, you're just going to scroll right past it because if it doesn't grab your attention and I don't know what you're talking about, then I'm not probably going to even want to engage with the ad. So that's another thing. And making it too complicated. Like there's so many times when you look at ads and there's so much going on. I don't know what you're trying to sell me. I don't know what you're talking about. And you're overcomplicating what you're trying to sell me that I just get disinterested and I want to just scroll past it. So there's a lot of mistakes out there that people make. And it's not to say that I don't make mistakes, but I definitely have learned what not to do. And so just really like not overcomplicating things, using captions and showing the product within the first three seconds. Those are kind of the main things. Yeah, I could see people getting so caught up in their marketing and then they forget to show the product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hell Which is happens. This? What's this person more... babbling about? <laughs> exactly. Which happens so much. Like, yeah, you get these influencers who pop on. And I love working with influencers, but there's so many times where I have to tell the influencers, like, hey, take a step back, show me what you're talking about. Because if you're just sitting there talking for 20 minutes, I need to get to what you're actually trying to sell me. So yeah, it definitely is a big pain point for sure. So you referenced user-generated content. Let's get into that because that could mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. What does it mean to you and how do people use it to make more money in their ads? Yeah. So there's user-generated content, which is people talking about your product, showing the product, giving a review, giving us a testimonial about why they want to use it. A lot of it too is even content creation. So there's user-generated content, testimonial reviews, that sort of thing. And then there's content creation where it's more showing the product in kind of like a hero's like standpoint where you have really great lighting, you show this like really kind of engaging sort of way of how to use it, like just really great content. Like that's kind of like the content creation user generated content. A lot of the stuff that you see like on Facebook and Instagram is probably more people talking about the product. Whereas someone on TikTok, it's more kind of that content creation. Like you can go on to TikTok and like I get lost in it. Like I can be on there for hours because these people on TikTok just know how to get you to watch their videos and you just want to sit and watch it. And then you go down this like deep, dark rabbit hole of TikTok content creators and then you're on there for an hour. (laughs) So um, they really know how to engage with their audiences for sure. So those are kind of the different sorts of UGC that I always tend to work with. Uh, Yeah, because I wouldn't have thought UGC was necessarily testimonials, but it is. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of missed that. I would have thought it was just um, viral videos like TikTok, but it could be as simple as someone just being like writing in a great thing about your brand and then you just get to use it. Exactly. Yeah. I missed that. It makes me wonder if we missed it on some of our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so with top of the funnel, cold traffic, Facebook video ads, then so what do you need to do there? How are you going to improve your results and conversion rates there? Well, it's going to be tough to even measure them nowadays. Is the measurement that you're just trying to get enough duration of view? You're trying to get a click? What do you do to get better ads at the top of the funnel? Because cold traffic, I mean, top of the funnel, that's you don't get that right and everything else is going to suffer. So I always think that's such an important thing to nail down. Yeah, it definitely is. I always look through on when I'm looking at creatives and I'm looking at the data, I always look through the click-through rate are people actually clicking through? I look through the engagement, the video watch time. Like, Are they staying on the video for 3 seconds? Are they staying on it longer? If I can get someone to stay on my ads for more than 3 seconds, then like I have hit a home run. Like, You actually have engaged with my ad. You've watched it. You're trying to learn more about the product. So I always look at kind of those video views and click through rate. Like those are the two biggest things that I look through because I got you to watch my video and I got you to click through to the website. So if I can get you to do those things, then I'm doing my part. And I think especially with top of the funnel, again, like you have to make it super, super clear. I think you have to talk to your audience kind of like you're talking to a five-year-old because you need to make it very clear. Like if you're overcomplicating it, then most people aren't going to understand it and they're not going to want to engage with your ad. So I always say, if my daughter can understand it, then I've done a great job. <laughs> then I've sold the product well. <laughs> yeah. So... I wish I was in such a complex field. I haven't been able to nail that down. You know, we have a team that helps me out, but I'm always getting into attribution points and models and expected LTV. And everyone's like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Make more money, track your stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So you'd work with some top brands for sure. What was like a dramatic story where you came in and tuned up some creative and then confetti fell from the sky and they all loved you? And I think the biggest one was probably with Love Wellness. That brand, when I first started working with them, we didn't really have any creatives. They had only really been around for a little bit of time. They were just kind of starting out on Facebook and Instagram. And we were kind of trying to figure out, okay, who is purchasing this product? It's a women's healthcare product, but there's so many different areas of women's healthcare. And there's so many kind of supplements and vitamins. Like, How do you make another women's supplement and health product? like stand out. And so it was a lot of testing. And at first we thought, okay, we'll just run a bunch of videos. Like videos are great. Like everyone loves videos. We'll run that. And we really kind of found this great still image where it was just a product shot and a really clear headline. And the product that it was, was a cleanser, a vaginal cleanser. And the headline that we used was vaginas aren't complicated and (laughs) it crushed. That's going to get a lot of clicks. Yeah. It literally (laughs) ran for a year. Like it was our top performer. It ran for over a year and it was just a super clear image with a really great headline. And working with that brand, we were able to get them over a million dollars, like within the first like year that we were working with them. And now they've become like a huge, huge brand. So that was probably like the biggest like confetti drop, I think, was that once we found that piece of creative, then we were like, oh, we just need to make it really clear to people. <laughs> well, I pulled it up real quick to see. It was like a quarter million followers. That's not too shabby. Yeah. Fair <laughs> <laughs> amount of people listening to yeah. whatever you guys got to say. But I mean, the revenue is what matters. So that's awesome. So 
when people with creative woes, where do they go track you down these days? How can we find you? The loft325.com. It's my website. You can obviously send me an inquiry there or at the loft325 on Instagram. If you ever want to send me a direct message, like I'm always answering questions for people. So those are kind of the top two places that you can find me. That's awesome. Okay. Thanks a lot for your time. Yeah. Thank you really so much. Appreciate having you on. Bye, Lauren. <laughs> Bye. 